podcast invites you to join us to study the daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I am Rabbi Emma Kipley-Ogman, Assistant Rabbi of Beth Jacob Congregation in Mendota Heights, Minnesota. And today we're learning Daf Nun, Daf 50 of Masachet Shabbat. A student in Russia approached me after I had explained the presumption of innocence to a class on American democracy. He told me that in Russia there is no accused in newspaper accounts, that the papers cover a trial as if the crime were a done deal, the person accused presumed to be a criminal. He said to me, the freedom I want more than anything is freedom of thought, lamenting the way that what he called the Soviet mentality pervaded the culture and even his own thinking. He critiqued a state-controlled media for limiting what people could even consider. That student helped me understand the power of thinking as an act in itself, and, of course, the poetic tragedy of classic Russian consciousness. Today's daf addresses thinking as a kind of action, as a way of changing the nature of things. Rabba Barachana taught before Rav, Palm branches that were cut down to use whole, probably for burning as fuel or for building, and one decided to use them for sitting on instead, you have to tie them together if you want to be able to move them on Shabbat. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, you don't have to tie them. Rav said, you tie them. Shmuel said, you should think about them. And Rav Asi said, sit on them even if you didn't tie them together or didn't think about them. The original intention for the branches was as fuel or as building materials, both uses that would be forbidden on Shabbat. The question here is what we must do before Shabbat for us to be able to use them on Shabbat for another purpose, a purpose as simple as a bench for sitting on. To tie them together physically with string is to transform the objects. Where there had been a pile of branches, there is now a chair, if a somewhat rudimentary one. But to think about the branches is also to transform them. Establishing a different set of synaptic connections enables us to look at the pile of branches and see a chair, even in the absence of physical manipulation. But thinking isn't the same as making a physical marker. To take action to shift our physical reality makes more of an imprint on our consciousness as well. Over Shabbat, every time we walk by the stack of palm branches that we have taken the time to physically tie together, we will experience a physical reminder of the fact that the stack of branches has become a chair. Doing the work only in our minds does not give us the same kind of reinforcement. And so today's daf brings this story. When Rav Dimi came, Ze'iri said in the name of Rabbi Hanina, One time Rabbi Hanina ben Akiva was walking to a place and found a palm branch that was cut to be whole. He said to his students, Go out and think about the branch so we can sit on it tomorrow. This was either for a party or for a shiva house. I'm not sure which one. The circumstances of this Talmudic story are for a house that has a sudden need for more chairs, with a large gathering of people arriving in a short time and very little time to prepare. 
the Talmud reads this to say that the notion of creating a chair from palm branches solely in one's consciousness is permissible in extenuating circumstances like these, where the people involved were busy with preparations and did not have time to tie together the branches. For the rest of us, the Talmud argues, we would need to change the physical reality rather than simply altering our mental picture of the objects. If you tied them, says the Talmud, you can sit on them. If not, forget about it. The daf brings another case to further investigate the different kinds of action. Rev Yehuda said, a person can bring a sack of earth inside to use for what they need. Marzutra said in the name of Marzutra Rabbah, yes, as long as they've designated a specific place for it. Rav Papa's students asked him, does this teaching support that of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, who said you don't need to tie the branches? If it were supporting the other rabbis, a physical act would be required, and not just designating a corner. Rav Papa answered, this teaching could also uphold the perspective of the rabbis, since this is a situation where taking physical action is impossible. The rabbis held that we must take physical action where that is possible, but they did not require it where it is impossible. There is a hierarchy here of types of action. The most significant is the kind of action that changes something physically in our environment. Shifting the status of an object in one's consciousness constitutes a more subtle form of action. Both of these categories of action take place before Shabbat and change an object's status for the duration of the day. The third form of action, Rav Asi's suggestion to sit on the branches regardless of what one had done before Shabbat began, can't mean changing the status of the branches in the moment on Shabbat. But perhaps this form of action is about acting on the branches as if they fulfill one particular potential rather than another. The act of sitting on the branches means that they have been a chair. Similarly, building with them would indicate that they have been building material. The rabbis take a closer look as well at the materials one might use for washing vessels and bathing ourselves. They are concerned about the materials that might have unintended consequences of permanently changing the object being cleaned, like a kind of silver polish that takes a layer off the silver in the process of cleaning it. As they discuss the kinds of herbal and mineral products that we might use for bathing, it sounds as if the rabbis of the Talmud are taking a walk through the beauty products aisle at the co-op. Rav Yehuda said, powdered brick is permitted. Rav Yosef said, poppy pumice with jasmine scent is permitted. Rabba said, crushed pepper is permitted. Rav Sheshit said, barda is permitted. What is barda? Rav Yosef said, one-third aloe, one-third myrtle, and one-third violet. Some rabbis permit these herbal bath products. Others will not use them. Amemar, Marzutra, and Rav Ashi were sitting when barda was brought before them. Amemar and Rav Ashi washed with the barda, but Marzutra did not. They asked him, do you not accept Rav Sheshit's ruling that Barda is permitted? Rav Mordechai answered them, Marzutra wouldn't even use that on weekdays. He holds by this teaching. One may scrape off dried dirt and scabs from your skin to prevent pain, but if you do it for beauty, it is forbidden. So what about Amemar and Ravashi? What do they hold by? This teaching. One must wash face, hands, and feet daily in honor of our Creator, as it is said, Kol pa'ala d'nai God has made everything for its purpose. These materials are here to allow us to clean ourselves, and in so doing we honor the image of the divine we carry with us in the world. We do not take the ascetic path, but rather live vibrantly with the materials that make up our world. Shabbat is not a time of abstention, but a day of higher consciousness, 
when we set intentions for ordinary objects that allow them and us to fulfill multiple dimensions of our potential, and in so doing, connect with the divine. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.